And really excited to introduce you to an old friend, Jeff Burnett. I worked with him during my time in London, and he's been uh, busy honoring his father and raising awareness about ALS. And tomorrow he will embark on a pretty inspiring ride less than a week after Father's Day. And Jeff joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Jeff, so happy to connect. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Jeff. How are you, man? I'm so, so grateful to, uh, to be here and be able to connect with you again. So long. Well, first off, uh, let me ask you about Dad. Could you tell us a little bit about Dad, uh, about Frank? Yeah, I'll, I'll try and spare my emotions. But, um, you know, whether it's classic or not, the, the man was a hero to so many. He was a classic, you know, fa- uh, family man and, and gave his shirt off his back and let his his family, his, his wife and his two sons, uh, myself and my brother, through uh, just a glorious life. He did everything for everyone. And uh, I often joke... Uh, you know, throughout our lives, he rarely ever, if, if ever, got sick with a cold, and and uh, and then this happened. But he was just a remarkable man, and and always had a smile on his face, and and never uh, never complained. Life was always glass half full. Hmm. Tell us a bit about the uh, diagnosis, and I know part of what you're doing to honor your father and his legacy is to raise awareness about ALS. Can you tell us about the diagnosis and uh, what he and all of you went through? Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I I turned my social media, Facebook and Instagram over when he uh, was diagnosed early on to put a different lens on the rawness of it. But he, it, it's a very unknown disease, a very unknown diagnosis. They're still doing research to figure it out. Um, it's like a headache. You, you wake up with a headache and you don't know why. And my father um, began falling, um, so his legs would give out. And, you know, you, you get tests done. And, of course, ALS was the last on the list. Otherwise, it was Lou Gehrig's. But... Um, when he was finally diagnosed, I think um, as optimistic as anyone is when they get a diagnosis. Of course, ALS is terminal; it's fatal. Um, you know, most patients have a lifespan of a life expectancy of two to five years. And of course, we all thought he was going to beat that. He's this man who had never, never had an issue, and just such a remarkable man. Um, and within a very short period of time, about five months, uh, things rapidly progressed, and uh, ultimately, um, he was removed from the home. Mom couldn't care for him any longer. He couldn't walk. He couldn't, uh, you know, pick anything up. Could barely feed himself. Um, and so we needed, you know, professional support. Um, and so we, unfortunately, wheeled him out of the house and put him in a long-term care home, um, which COVID didn't help. But um, you know, they they cared for him and had all the things needed for such a terrible disease. You mentioned, Jeff, that you turned over your social media. Uh, how did you make that uh, decision? What was the the impetus uh, to do that? Yeah, you know, Jeff, I, I walked out of the ALS clinic in London, actually, uh, when he finally got the diagnosis. And I remember looking on the walls, they had posters of charity events. And, and uh, you know, I, I remember back in the radio days, it was all about how much you raised and, and the funds, and it was fantastic. But I saw the, the photos of the, the, the the patients and the folks on the posters and they were all smiling and I looked at my father and that was the last thing that we we could gravitate towards and so I decided to rather than be status quo and talk about it I decided to with my father's support and okay to open up our our front door and let the world in to see how it rips people apart and how it's terrible uh, it's terrible victory um, always takes over um, its patients as well as families and I think in today's environment, given everyone's so mobile-driven and social uh, social first thinking, I thought that's the best platform and reach to be able to do it. 
And you were really raw. I mean, I followed this journey right along uh, with you. You were raw. You were honest. Uh, was that tough? It was very tough. Uh, it's, I mean, it's incredibly tough. I mean, for him to be even, um, you know, live on a, on a video and, and, you know, not worry about the pain and, you know, cause most of us want to, want to speak candidly and not, you know, not mix it with emotion, but, um, you know, and speaking about it, I thought that's the, the best way to tell the story, which is, you know, reality of, of what's happening. It was very difficult to come home and I have two, two young children. It was very difficult to, to go to work, you know, running a business and, and, um, to, to be able to separate that uh, was very challenging, but it became prevalent about facing adversity. And, and uh, I had to park the the reality of it being hard because the outcome was more important to me in terms of people talking about it. And also, I'm wondering about the reaction. Did you get a lot of support? I'm uh, imagining as well going through this and just how comforting was that for you? Yeah, it's a great question. It was quite uh, overwhelming, I think, because I've painted a different lens on it with um, the truth behind things and then, you know, asking different questions and showing a different lens on it. Uh, people from all around the world, of course, social being accessible as it is, people from all around the world found it um, opportunistic and, and comforting to be able to share their stories and reach out in a different community in a different channel um, and say how they felt and how they really felt and, and um, felt it, it trusted me to be able to take their message and maybe relay it. And uh, while it was very humbling, it was, it was very hard to deal with at the same time, but um, the support has been incredibly overwhelming. And then, you know, going into it while it's still an uncovered disease, unlike a, you know, something larger, um, it's amazing how many people are actually affected by it. Um, but uh, the support has been incredible. Tell us a bit about this ride you're about to embark on. Uh, and uh, have you been doing any training? I mean, this is not a small ride. Yeah, no, it's funny. I get that question asked a lot. Um, you know, last year I, I didn't even own a bike. Um, I just decided to jump on a bike and ride, which is apparently uphill. I didn't realize it, but um, from Milton to just North of Owen Sound, you know, it, it, doing it without, um, knowing what I was uh, getting into the first time um, kind of explained something to me, and it's more about this. And it's, you know, when anyone's diagnosed with a disease, terminal terminal or otherwise, no one's prepared for it. And like ALS, my father was not prepared for it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, he, he didn't know what was going to happen minute by minute, day by day. And so if these folks have the unfortunate to not prepare for what they receive, then I won't train myself and I'll face the adversity of going uphill. And, and uh, like last year I was bandaged with bloody foots and uh, feet and, and, you know, massive swollen uh, toes and dipping them in coolers of ice to thaw them out. Um, so that it's, it's more about facing that challenge and, and fighting when everyone fights and their diagnosis, something which is unprepared and, and just the willingness to want to survive. All right. As you mentioned, you're going from a Milton to uh, own sound. What is the significance of the route? So the route is actually symbolic. Um, I, growing up in Milton as a young as a young boy, um, and my my father's uh, much of my father's side of the family in Owen Sound, we spent many weekends um, up in the area. So he, you know, liked to take it upon himself to take a specific route on the back road, and uh, my six year old makes a cameo. Um, <laughs> the back roads were symbolic to him because there were little French fry huts and different things on the way up and it was off the beaten track. And so 
it was an incredible experience as a child stopping in these places with him and, and picking up, you know, baked goods for people in, in Owen Sound. And I decided to take the same route. And, you know, people often ask me even today, like, what are the what are the roads? And I still don't know. It's the turn left at this tree. And, and if you count five stop signs, it's to the right. And so it's the exact same mantra of my father. It's, it's this very symbolic route. And I carry it uh, very, very heavily. Just finally, Jeff, for those that uh, want to get involved, want to follow along, uh, how can they do so? Yes, and again, humbled. Um, my fantastic cousin-in-law, Cameron, created a website um, uh, known now as the one and only .ca. A lot of the links and, and um, content is, is linked there. Otherwise, my Facebook and Instagram, as I continue to you know advocate advocate on the, on the realities of ALS, is, is always open. Um, it's just my name, Jeff Burnett. And, uh, as you may know, my profile picture, is hard to miss. It's a middle finger with ALS in the, in the center. You bet it is. Uh, listen, buddy, uh, I am so proud of you. This is so inspiring. I am proud of you and no doubt, uh, Frank is, uh, as well. Thanks for this and uh, good luck tomorrow. We'll be uh, following along. Jeff, thank you so much, man. You bet.